0: his generous heart. But he was suddenly brought from the clouds of imagination down to solid practical earth by an anxious remark from his mother. Murray, you are missing your tea. avez les yeux fatigues. Young Dallas sprang up. I know what that means, my mother. The princess has fatigued eyes. I know how to make tea. Come on, Prince Fetler. So you have a prince here said madame de volkonsky turning to me didn't i step proudly forward make my best bow and do a russian folk-dance step that i had learnt in new york the princess was delighted and congratulated me most warmly saying that it was a pleasure to meet so accomplished a pony i bowed again and again it was a perfect delight to me to take something out of my little bag of tricks here for i was never forced to do anything that i did not wish to All the Devering family had a horror of the cruelties usually connected with the training of animals in tricks unnatural to them. While I stood scraping and bowing, I heard Mrs. Duff telling her friend that there were not skilled maids in this family as there were in the good Americans, but every child was taught how to do every bit of household work accomplished on the place. The princess's wary face became interested and when a few minutes later I returned, stepping carefully along the veranda, for I was harnessed to a tea-wagon, she indulged in a really hearty peal of laughter. But this is charming, she ejaculated, clapping her slender hands together, altogether charming, and she took off her gloves. Dallas had heaped the wagon high with every dainty he could find in the pantry, and the princess, who had evidently had little lunch, ate olives and honey and bread and chicken sandwiches and wound up with hot buttered toast from a plate that Bingy brought in. He had heard us in the kitchen and had run down from the green cottage where he spent all his spare time with his pretty Japanese wife. The princess poured the tea and she and Mrs. Duff drank theirs with lemon and sugar and no cream. Dallas, with a hand shaking with excitement, gave his mother her cup and bending over the hammock murmured funny little mother with her foreign ways she gave him a long deep glance ah these two would never part again and my pony heart was glad and not a bit jealous i saw that a boy to be all round and not lopsided must have a mother and father too when i was released from the tea-table and was having my own cake and bread and butter and jam out by the syringas, the whole family came sweeping down from the widow de Oh, what a joy to see a teapot! exclaimed Mrs. Devering, sinking down on the veranda edge. I am done out, such excitement! Bretta, said Mrs. Duff, rising up in her hammock. This is my friend, Madame the Volkonsky. Pardon, Madame, said Mrs. Devering, stepping up on the veranda. I did not see you. It gives me great pleasure to welcome you to our home. Jim, here is the princess, she said over her shoulder. Mr. Devering took off his cap and held it in his hand, and Madame de Volkonsky, slipping from the tea-table, went to sit down in a low chair that Mr. Devering placed beside the hammock. I was amused at the thirsty Mrs. Devering, who was having the nice big black teapot drawn from her clinging hand. Nephew, she said reproachfully to Dallas, "'My aunt!' he exclaimed in his old-fashioned way. "'Tannic acid has formed by this time. "'I would not injure you. "'I am going to make fresh tea.' "'Mrs. Devering was very fond of a joke "'and rolled her eyes mischievously at the two other women. "'Then they all laughed. "'But I saw Mrs. Duff's eyes follow the retreating figure of the lad "'holding the teapot in his hand. "'Not only did she love him most fervently,' but what a treasure he would be to a woman who evidently did not care to wait on herself. "'I don't see,' remarked Mr. Devering with a very wise air, and after he had bitten deep into a sandwich, why boys and men should not help women with household tasks. "'Big Chief here can make excellent pancakes, but he is rather ashamed of it. Come here, lad, and make your bow to the princess.' Big Chief, with quite an air of composure, put his heels together and bowed low. Then he got rattled and ran after his pal Dallas. The other children were then brought up on the veranda and introduced to this stranger, who looked at each one attentively and kindly, but with a face like a white mask. When they had all settled down and had begun to eat bread and butter, she took a macaroon from the table and walked toward me. I was shocked at the terrible expression of her face. She held the cake out kindly. She did not know or care whether I got it. Oh, my heart, my heart, she murmured in an agonized voice. They stood him against that wall. They shot him, my Paul, my beloved boy. I did not find out till later what she meant. She had been caught by the Reds in Russia with her nephew Paul. All the rest of the family had escaped. She was spared because she was a propriétaire who had years before given away half her estate to her peasants but they shot the boy in her sight and these children reminded her of him oh how glad i was when i found this out that my young master and his cousins lived in a free and happy land where no one shot poor innocent children when the princess returned to her seat the others were talking of the further excitement up at widow detours It seemed that Joe Gentles was so overcome by her upbraiding that he fainted dead away at her feet. Then the widow was sorry and screamed for Mr. Devering. He found her overcome because she had made Joe faint and Joe was overcome because he had set her kitchen on fire. The widow was crying and finally she said that it was too bad to require Mr. Devering to look after all the lame ducks in the settlement. Joe might bring his wife and child to live with her lonely self and she would pay him wages. Mr. and Mrs. Devering were much pleased with this arrangement, and Madame de Valkonsky listened attentively to this interesting backwoods story. Mrs. Duff had fallen asleep, and seeing this, Mrs. Devering came over to the merry group of children, and said in a low voice, Please take your tea and cakes out on the lawn. Your aunt and the princess have not our steady backwoods nerves. I kept one ear pricked toward the boys and girls and the other toward the grown-ups the latter were on the bolshee subject and i heard mrs Devering begging madame de wolkonsky to stay all night so that she would see him at the chapel in the morning the children did not listen to this conversation they began to dance on the lawn and finally danced themselves up to the stable and throwing themselves on their ponies had a good gallop down the lake which lasted till supper time dallas did not go with them He and I remained near his mother, who slept till the bugle sounded for supper. I wonder, said my boy in a low voice, I wonder how poor Bolshe will take all this. I imagine that he will be flabbergasted at the sight of this little bit of Russia. And he glanced admiringly at his mother's friend. End of chapter 29